0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and the podcast when you follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Walk in Truth Show. Now, here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 through 20, called Our Crown at His Coming. What
1: the Thessalonian believers did is they didn't say, oh, that's nice. Or gee, I'll consider that. Or maybe that'd be good for so-and-so down the street. Rather, they said, that's what I need. They welcomed the word. They said, this is what I've been waiting to hear my whole life. Please come on in. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. And by the way, that was written to a church. See, it's possible to sit in a church and not truly be dining with the Lord. But he says, open the door and I'll come in. The Thessalonian believers did that. Hebrews 4.2, if you want to write it down for your notes, says, Indeed, we've had good news preached to us, Hebrews 4.2, just as they also. But the word that they heard did not profit because it was not united by faith in those who Who heard? Now there's a key here. God's word has power, but it must hit good soil to produce. If you are rocky soil, if if the roots don't go deep, the seed of the word of God is the same for everybody. Jesus told the parable of the sower of the soils the word of God or the gospel message is the seed and it goes out, right? The sower sows the seed. The seed has the same dynamic quality for every place that it's scattered. But what makes the difference in its productivity is the ground. And Jesus said, the ground is your heart. And if you have ears to hear and you are receptive to the seed of the word, there will be growth. But if you are hard-packed soil, rocky soil, you have no depth of root, that same powerful, dynamic word that performs its work won't, won't do it. It's made operative, if you will, by faith. It works efficiently and effectively. It's supernatural. It's productive. It's divine. It has power. It performs. If you have a New American Standard, end of 13... It performs its work in you who believe. That's the word energeo. It's where we get the English word energy. It has the idea of active, efficient, powerful. But notice, Paul says, in you who what? You who believe. That's the key. You can hear it, but hearing is not enough because in in the Jewish mind, hearing was linked with doing, it was linked with activity. So it's the hearing of faith. And I'm not talking about works here. I'm just talking about that you actually receive it in a way where you say, I want this to be my life. I want the life of God to come into me. In rapid fire, God's word always performs his purposes in the lives of those who believe. Isaiah 55, says his word doesn't come back void. Psalm 119, all throughout that passage, talks about its power and direction for living. The, the Bible saves people, James one eighteen, sanctifies them, uh, John 17.17, 17, matures us, First Peter 2.2. 2. I'm sorry, but I, I got to move quick. It frees us, John 8.31 and 32, perfects us, Second Timothy 3.16 and 17, counsels us, Psalm 119.105, builds us up, Acts 20.32, ensures our spiritual success, Joshua 1, eight and 9. Helps us to fight temptation. Matthew four one through ten gives us hope. Psalm one nineteen one forty seven and Romans fifteen four. It is God who is at work in you, energeo, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. And one of the main ways in which He performs His work, please hear me, is through His Word. And th- that's why your time in Scripture is so critical. And that's why a lot of modern-day preaching that shortens it and waters it down does you no good. All it does is please something that you may want to hear, and I'm not talking about substantive stuff now. I'm talking about stuff that is just simply watered down and never goes into any depth. You're not going to grow. So what we need is we need the Word of God unvarnished, Whatever it says, that's what we're going to say, right? For you, brethren, became imitators, 14, of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judea. For you also endured the same sufferings at the hands of your own countrymen, even as they did from the Jews. Now, they became imitators of how the Judean church handled persecution. The book of Acts deals with this persecution in the early days of the church, And part of this persecution happened, ironically, at the hands of our author, Saul of Tarsus, who was standing there when Stephen preached that radical sermon in Acts chapter 7, called out everybody, said, you're not following the law that was given to you. And the people laid their cloaks at the feet of a young man named Saul. Saul was responsible for persecuting the church in this area, but he was gloriously converted on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9. He heard the preaching of Stephen. He was there. And now this guy that was once a persecutor of the church is now a spokesman of the church. And in the same way that the Judean church, the church right around there in Jerusalem, dealt with the persecution, they scattered at one point, but even began, uh, continued to preach the gospel the Thessalonians followed their lead. They imitated how they handled the persecution. And that's what we need to do. This is, this is new territory for many of us, isn't it? I mean, this idea of how do we handle this? And what's really going on? and Is this an all-out assault on the church? And how do I navigate this time? And what should I do for my family? And church leaders are asking similar questions. And so sometimes we need to watch generations gone by. Let's see how they handled it. By the way, persecution, I'm sure you probably know this, is nothing new for the Christian church, right? I mean, the blood of the martyrs has been the seat of the church. And we have been very blessed in America to have a country that started with a foundation of Christian values. Not perfectly. We all know that. But it started with that foundation. And that is something important to guard. It's not just about a country, but this is where we are right now. And this country had become a bastion of light. And there were people who visited the U.S. and said, the the greatest thing about the U.S. is the Word of God rings forth from the pulpits of America. This is what we need. And the United States has been responsible for sending out missionaries all over the world. Now people from other countries are coming here to be missionaries. <laughs> yes. And so they, they dealt with it. And it's hard. Look at verse 14 when it's your own people. People. Some of their own countrymen. This is what Acts 17 tells us, verses 4 and 5. Some of them were persuaded. They believed when Paul preached in the synagogue in Thessalonica. But the Jews, becoming jealous or envious, taking along some wicked men. This is Acts 17, 5. If you like the King James, it said, they took along certain lewd fellows of a baser sort. Love that King James. <laughs> Bad characters, NIV. From the marketplace, they formed a mob, set the city in an uproar when Paul first preached the gospel in Thessalonica. And coming to the house of Jason, they were seeking to bring them out. They dragged Jason out, etc. We've already looked at that. But they they became believers in the midst of intense pressure. I suppose if that's the way you become a believer, there there may be some advantages to that. Have you guys noticed that the Lord takes you through a season and it's not fun, and it's difficult, and it's stretching and challenging, and it's that refiner's fire. You come out the other side, and what happens to you? You're stronger. See, that's why James could say, count it all joy when you encounter various trials, brethren, knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Endurance. In Romans 5, Paul says, proven character, proven character, hope, This is how life is. You got to be stretched. You got to go through some challenges to see how God will stretch you and make you better and make you stronger. And have you noticed, this is something I'm noticing as the years go by, something that was such a big deal in a moment of time, I now look at it and go, "Ah, was it really that bad? But I was spreading over, (laughs) what are we going to do? Plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, plan D with some bullet points under that one. And then you're like, wait a minute. No, actually, that was good. Now these ones, and I want to be careful here in verse 15 to tell you that when you see the Jews here, this is not a statement about all Jewish people. This is a statement about the religious leadership of the time who were antagonistic to the gospel, specifically because they were holding their positions in power and felt threatened and even knew there's implications in the gospels that they knew that Jesus was the Messiah, but they wouldn't receive him because they loved money, power, fame, their positions more. That's who we're talking about because the Christian church has made a mistake by broad-brushing too much here, and people have made a mistake, and all of a sudden we think, oh, well, you know, it's, it's all these people, it's, it's all the Jewish people. No, it's not. The first Christians were all Jewish. The 3,000 people that came to the Lord on the day of Pentecost were Jewish.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment take the time to visit our website walkintruth.com to learn more about the program. And if you've been listening for some time and appreciate what the program has to offer, would you please consider giving a small donation? Walk in Truth is a listener supported ministry and we're able to broadcast on this station and do the podcast because of that support. That's also how we're able to do our 633 apologetic events for free. If you're a new listener, please don't give. We're just blessed that you're listening. But if you've been listening for a while, can you give $5 today? We believe that the Lord is faithful, and your $5 donation will go a long way to help us keep this ministry going. You can give your $5 donation when you visit walkintruth.com and click on Donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on Donate.
1: Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app.
0: We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walkin' Truth. It's all these people. It's it's
1: all the Jewish people. No, it's not. The first Christians were all Jewish. The 3,000 people that came to the Lord on the day of Pentecost were Jewish. The church started with Jewish people. And not all the Jewish people were close to the gospel, nor are they today. So we, we got to be precise here. And sometimes it's because I think we're familiar with the Bible that we, we don't always clarify what this means. But we need to know this. And this group of people, 15, killed the Lord Jesus. This is one of only two places that I know of in the New Testament where Paul specifically says who's responsible for the death of Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 2.8, if you're interested, he he, uh, pins it on the rulers of this age, 1 Corinthians 2.8. Here he pins it on the uh, Jewish leadership of the time, the Sanhedrin, not all of them, but the high priests and so forth, who were hostile to the things of God. There were a group of, Uh, these folks who were following Paul from town to town and whenever he preached somewhere, they were trying to kill him. Some of them were fasting and said they wouldn't eat until Paul was dead. You want to talk about living your life looking over your shoulder? That's Paul. There's a whole group of people that won't eat until Paul's dead. Wow. That'll, that'll be a little unnerving, right? And so they, Killed the Lord Jesus, 15. The prophets drove us out. And Paul doesn't pull any punches here. He says, they are not pleasing to God, but hostile to all men. Five times I received from the Jews, 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-four. 24, the 40 lashes minus one. Paul got beat up by these people. And you could understand why he says what he says. He's, he's like, man, can I go anywhere where these people aren't waiting to do me in? hindering us, 16, from speaking to the Gentiles, that's non-Jews, that they might be saved. With the result, here's what happens because of what they do. They always fill up the measure of their sins, but wrath has come upon them to the utmost. They keep filling the cup over and over and over again, stacking their sin one upon another. Every time they hinder us from sharing the gospel, they stack their sins higher and higher. The biblical metaphor says that some sin finally reaches to heaven or reaches into the nostrils of God. It stacks higher and higher and higher and higher. Ezra, we just studied Ezra uh, last Wednesday night. In Ezra 9.6, Ezra's praying and he says, Lord, our sins have gone over our heads, Ezra 9.6, and have reached up into the heavens. And Ezra is saying, Lord, I am so sorry. He's broken in repentant prayer. And Paul says that these people who block the reception of the gospel, block people from hearing the gospel, they stack their sins up to the heaven. They're adding wrath because God will repay justly for every time this happens. Jesus said, if you hinder one of these little ones from believing in me, it would be better if a heavy millstone be tied around your neck and you be drowned into the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of stumbling blocks, for they will inevitably come, but woe to the man through whom they come. Hey, this is this is what Jesus said. Don't you block people from believing in me. Don't you try to steal away their faith. If you're a professor in a university and you try to undermine people's faith, shame on you. Shame on you. And for every person that you turn away from the Lord, you're going to answer. You're going to answer. Those aren't my words. That's what Jesus said. That's what Paul says. They're stacking the wrath to the utmost. Some believe that this was realized in AD 70 as the Romans destroyed Jerusalem and the temple. Jesus says something similar, and I got to take you there. It's it's hard, but I got to take you there. It's in Matthew 23. And you say, hard, Pastor Michael? That's all this is. (laughs) Well, here you go. This is Matthew 23. I want you to see Jesus is in the temple area the last week of his life. And here's what he says, Matthew 23. We're going to pick it up in 31. He says, consequently, Matthew 23, 31, you bear witness against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. I remember there's a, there's a visual Bible rendering of the NIV version. It was done, I think it was done in the 90s. And Jesus, the character who plays Jesus, says something like this. He gets to 32 and he says, fill up the measure of your sins, because he's he's addressing a crowd without a megaphone. And it just, it just rings out. Fill up the measure of your sins. And then in politically correct language, Jesus says, you serpents, you brood of vipers, how shall you escape the sentence of hell? Is that Jesus? Yes. Therefore, behold, I'm sending you prophets and wise men and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city. Notice, that upon you may fall the guilt of all the righteous blood shed on the earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly I say to you, All these things shall come upon this generation. That's why some people believe it's AD 70. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. And you were what? You wouldn't believe you were unwilling. Behold, this is very sad. Your house is left to you desolate.
0: You've been listening to Our Crown at His Coming part 2 on Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael's teaching in 1st Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 through 20. Remember if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. In case you're wondering who this Michael Lance character is, he's the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. So if you live in Southern California, why don't you swing by and join us for one of our church services? Bible studies, or any of our many events we do throughout the year. You want to know what we're doing here? Stay up to date by downloading the Living Truth app. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now here's Pastor Michael with some final words.
1: Well, I've mentioned before that Pastor Chuck Swindoll said that the return of Christ smashes our idols. And sometimes we get weary in the battle. Weary sometimes in our Christian lives. You may be a pastor right now, a leader in a congregation and trying to lead a congregation through COVID and all that has gone with it. It's been hard. There's been a lot of hard decisions. There's still hard decisions for leaders. So keep our leaders in prayer. And if you are a leader and you need prayer and you're just a little bit weary in the battle, we're here for you as well. 844-48-TRUTH. You can call Tuesday through Friday during normal business hours, 844-48-TRUTH. Hey, if you'd prefer to give us a prayer request, you can do that through the website, which is walkintruth.com. I want to take a moment right now to pray. And if you're driving, keep your eyes open. The Lord will hear you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the beloved bride of Christ. So many who are listening to my voice right now know you and love you, and they've experienced your great love. We love you because you first loved us. And for that saint who may feel very weary and feel like maybe that they're at the end, they just can't do it anymore, would you give them strength? Would you say to them, you know what, faith can hold on one more day. You're the God that gives perseverance and encouragement. You give us hope. Would you renew hope in hearts today? It's been a hard season and many are facing difficult times and challenges, diagnoses, and maybe uh, things are a little bit thin financially right now. And I just pray that you would meet every need in our listening family. And those who have joined us who don't know Jesus, would you just pause right now and just cry out to him, Lord Jesus, save me. I repent of my sin. I want to follow you as my King and my God and my Lord. Teach me your ways. Hey, if we can help you with any of that, how to follow Christ, you might need a Bible. You might need a, you know, a basics, like how do I get started? Reach out to us. We'd love to know about a decision to follow Christ and how we can help 844-48-TRUTH or walkintruth.com. Well, we are excited to announce that we are having our annual Harvest Fest. This is a night to focus on the Lord, to celebrate the fact that he is the one who is the Lord of the harvest and to bring the whole family out just to have a Halloween alternative, safe for the kids, fun, something that focuses on the gospel of Jesus Christ, really us being light in the night. And this is going to happen at the Harvest Fest hosted by Living Truth Christian Fellowship. And it's happening on October 31st, and it is 6 to 8.30 p.m. And we're right off the 91 Freeway in Lincoln Avenue. We'd love to have you come on out, have your uh, family come on out. It's going to be a very special night. Admission is free. It's going to be a trunk of treats. It's going to be a fun maze that we're going to have, a cakewalk, worship music. Uh, There's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, it's a good thing to invite even a friend who may not know the Lord to expose them to the Christian faith, to the body of Christ. And they'll even get a chance to hear the gospel that evening. Come on out. It is Harvest Fest at Living Truth, October 31st, 2020. You can find out more when you download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store or go to walkintruth.com. We'll see you here. God bless.
0: One more thing before we go. Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $5 donation helps us broadcast on radio, radio, provide the podcast, and to do these free apologetic events that we sometimes do. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and to help you apply it to today's issues, trends, and culture. So please give your donation at walkintruth.com. And thank you. And join us tomorrow for part three and the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 through 20, called Our Crown at His Coming. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.